0: you're listening to salon frequency a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture welcome back i am so excited to be bringing you another episode If this is your first time listening, I am grateful for your presence. And to everyone that has been listening to Swan Frequency since last year, I truly appreciate your patience. I know it's been a minute, but life was lifing. I've rebranded my salon. I've been traveling to hair shows. I just completed yoga teacher training. My daughter had surgery. It was just a lot going on. But I'm excited to be back and sticking with the bi weekly episodes because I have so many amazing interviews in the works. And I'm in a space of cultivating discipline, particularly around podcasting. And so, Bringing you this episode and future episodes every other week is what I'm striving to do. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Nicole J of A Distinct Image. Nicole is a mother, salon owner, educator, and lactician who takes a psychological and prolific approach to hair, life, and mental wellness. And if you're not as intrigued as I am when I heard that bio, let me tell you just one of the reasons why I'm so excited for you to grow beyond the chair with Nicole today. Nicole is phenomenal, period. I can acknowledge that from the first time I met her on Periscope to years later watching her grow Out on her own into salon ownership, like I just love to see her growth because of how dynamic she is. So welcome to Salon Frequency, Nicole. Thank you.
1: I'm so happy, like I'm literally like legit (laughs) happy to be here. You know how they always try to get to America? They're like, I'm so very happy to be here. (laughs) I'm super happy to be here.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, one of the things I asked you uh, as we were preparing for this conversation was your favorite affirmations. And would you like to share what those affirmations are?
1: Um, One of my very favorite ones is I comes before you in the alphabet and in real life. And then the second one is that small steps conquer big mountains, too. So those are my two favorite affirmations.
0: Um, where do you find that holding on to those affirmations show up most for you in your life, whether it's behind the chair or in your personal life?
1: Um, to be honest, I find that those two um, affirmations literally show up for me in a major way in both sexes of my life. Right. So. I just put it out to the world, like, which was something really big for me because I'm such a reserved person. Um, I put it out to the world that, like, Tuesdays, you know, that's my me day. That's my time that I do what I want to do for me. Um, Nobody can interrupt unless I contact you. Um, Everything that I want to do for me, even if I want to sit in my bed and watch you call me. I can do that by me time, because the second you put someone else or involve someone else in that me time, it's no longer about you. We automatically go into uh, trying to either entertain or please the person that is in this space with you. And that's not what it's supposed to be about. And then when it comes to work, that's on a personal level. And so when it comes to work, <clears throat> I myself, I'll get up early. I'll come not too early because I'll play zero games about my sleep right so I'll come to work early enough so that I can mentally prepare myself for the days that I'm going to have I can be in the space that I'm in in my salon space do my inhale exhales light my candles and set the tone for what the day is going to bring me and be willing to be able to receive it because I'm the person who gets to you know arrange what that tone will be. They are going to react off of me, so in my life, I feel like if you have control over your surroundings, not necessarily complete control. you don't necessarily want complete control, but if you have a good amount of control over what's around you, it's very easy to put yourself first and then consider everyone else because if you <clears throat> if you think about people that you love and care for, right? And you think about how much of yourself you give to them. If you love and care for them, do they deserve a portion of you, a fraction of you? Or do they deserve all that you can give them when you're able to give it to them? You know, and if you don't put into yourself, you don't have much of anything to give to anybody. You know, especially when it comes to like your your kids And, and it sounds crazy, right? Put yourself before your kids. But who's going to mom better than you? Who's going to wife better than you? Who's going to teach or do your job better than you? You know, this is, you have to pour into yourself first. And so that's definitely something that I do. And like I say, I comes before you in the alphabet and in real life. So if it's in the alphabet, it has to be true, okay? <laughs> it has to be true. And then when it comes to like small small steps, conquer big mountains too I think about how stagnant or paralyzed I get also right and ah, I just I end up just getting stuck instead of just making a move and one of my friends was just like you know slow down but don't stop and that's something that resonated with me because it's like you know all of these people you see online and things like that they have all of these big brilliant plans and whatnot to be able to do certain things and they accomplish them and I'm just sitting here like I didn't even make the first step, you know? And so it just makes you compare yourself way too much. You know, we as humans always put these big monumental goals on ourselves, not realizing that our reality is not set on big gigantic goals. It's about us living a little bit at a time, receiving a little bit at a time so we can do and step a little bit at a time. So I do that in my parenting. I do that in, um, you know, behind my chair. I encourage my clients to do that. And then it also gives us this great humongous um, bowl of grace. Right. It gives us this grace that we just do not traditionally give ourselves because we're so busy normalizing the struggle. We don't have to struggle. We can just take small steps because regardless of whether I get there before you, after you, at the same time, we still got there taking small steps.
0: Thank you. Thank you for breaking down that affirmation. And I feel like giving me permission to slow myself down because, you know, I'm always having fast pace on the go doing all the things and just hearing hearing you speak that over my life and everyone's life that is listening like you deserve rest you deserve to put yourself first you deserve to just slow down and take those small steps so thank you so much for sharing that um one thing Um, One of the things that stuck out for me as you were sharing the affirmations about putting I before you, um, particularly behind the chair and like setting the tone for your day in the salon. Was that something you always did or did or was there like a catalyst that you can think of that like made you like this has to be a part of my day to day behind the chair?
1: I mean, it comes to a point where you realize that it's not everybody else that's the problem. It's also you. And so it's like, that's a, it's a gut punch, right? But it's like, you know, just as well as you want your clients to show up on time so that we can get started on time and you can get to your next person on time, you also have to show up on time. And so when I realized that I was hustling, bustling through the door with my 15 bags and my breakfast in one hand and my, uh, my tea in the other hand, and I'm trying to hold onto the phone and, you know, do all of these things at one time. And then I finally just drop everything in the chair beside me and be like, okay, I'm ready. It's like, you know, your client to me, I would be looking like, girl, don't put all of that on me. <laughs> <laughs> don't put all of that on me. So it, I had to take take a step back and look at myself and reevaluate myself. The same way I tell my clients, you know, give yourself a little bit more time in the mornings when you wake up. Give yourself time to adjust to you know being awake, give yourself time to stretch and you know fix your tea or your coffee at your own leisure time, give yourself time to eat breakfast and allow it to digest before you just go run out of the door and you know because most people give yourself like thirty minutes they wake up thirty minutes before it's time to be out of the door, and they're doing all of these things that take time in a in a matter of thirty minutes, and that's really not a long time so when it comes to showing up for your salon, not only do you want to, you know, appear, you know, together, but you want to feel together, so that you're not appro, uh, not necessarily approaching, but you're not, yeah, you're not approaching the situation hastily or you know, bombardingly, like okay, 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 hurry up, come get in the chair, get in the chair. We, you know, we got things to do. Blah, 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 blah. It's not their fault that you're running behind and and unorganized. It's your fault. (laughs) It's your fault. So give yourself time to be able to be in the space that you need to be in in order for them to be able to receive you.
0: Nicole, these are like pow, pow, pow. (laughs) Listen, that's what it (laughs) was when I was receiving them, okay? (laughs) But it's so true. It's so true. Like we have to make time. Like if it takes getting up early or if it takes like maybe you can't see five people in a day. Maybe you only have the capacity to see three. Like we have to check in with ourselves and do that reflection. Um, I I believe, like you said, it's a, a, it makes a huge difference. When you speak about being prolistic and taking a, um, taking mental health and mental wellness into your space behind the chair, how does psychology come into play as you think about um, your clientele behind the chair?
1: Well, I am a psych major um, and I don't really tell many people that. But I did go to college for uh, for psychology and it's something that I'm looking to go back to, to complete in a bigger form. But um, <clears throat> what I do do is a lot of um, self. Uh, education, so I'm constantly in classes. I'm constantly completing courses. Um, the most recent one was the uh, Science of Well Being through Yale University, and it taught me so much just about people, right? I also took um, uh, what is it? Emotional um, first aid with Doctor Shaka. and I did that because coming off of quarantine, right, I knew that there were going to be so many people in different mental spaces, and I wanted to be able to provide them with as much mentally responsible advice that I could possibly give, right, and in order to me, for me to be able to do that, I have to understand what modernized grief is, modernized loss is, modernized failure is, because there are going to be people be people coming to me with all of those things going on, either at one point in time or all at the same time. And so, in order for me to be the best that I could be for my clients, I feel like educating myself with those things and continuing to use my psychology degree to help my clients, it, it solves so many problems. It gives them more things to consider. Um, not necessarily always actionable steps, but things to just meditate on, think about it. Because a lot of the times we don't realize that a lot of the things that we go through is because of stress, Um, you know, just feeling depressed and you don't want to hold on to those things. If you can do something to lessen it. And so I try my best to make sure that I'm in a place in a space for myself and for my clients to be as mentally positive because I love positive psychology. There are different types, but I love positive psychology and I like to be able to give that to my clients um, when it comes to my holistic approach to hair using professional products and holistic standpoint it's literally me just understanding that less is more. You know, you don't have to understand the the, uh, simplicity and the complexity of hair. You don't have to do the most to get small results. You just need to know what it is that's triggering whatever it is that's going wrong, tweak it, fix it, nourish it, and then carry on. But it doesn't take a mountain of products to be able to do that. It just takes insight. So... Again, if the mind is well, then you can hone in on that insight. But if the mind is cluttered, it's hard for you to see the things that are usually right there. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for that. Um, one of the things that was, I was really curious about was what was it like to take or what's one takeaway that just blew your mind in the science of well-being? Cause that class sounds so amazing. Like it sounds like there's so much stuff in there. <laughs> mm. One of
1: the one of the things that was like an aha moment for me was understanding Hinata adaptation, right? And to me, it's like you you understand that, and this this helped me understand a lot about clients in general, like client psychology, right? So Hinata adaptation. Is basically like you know, you receiving something and you holding it with so much value as if it will not depreciate. And then you get something else, and then you hold that with so much value as if it will not depreciate, and then you get something else, right? And so it essentially you get adapted to whatever it is that's most important to you at that time, like whatever is right in front and center, right? But in the same token, it's going to lose its value to you because something else is going to happen. So say, for instance, um, you you seek the thrill of parasailing, right? That's something that you're going to always look forward to, If it's one, if you've never done it before. But then when you do it, you seek that thrill. Oh, my gosh, this is so thrilling. This is so fun. But if you go and buy a parasail, you'll do it all the time and you'll get used to it. It won't hold the same value to you as it did when you didn't have access to it or when you didn't have as much access to it. So when I looked at, look at that, you know, I always take things and turn them into what I can understand it for my industry. And so that made me look at the chair hoppers, Right. They go to the person that is hot right now. They go to the person that's doing all of the trending styles, but as as soon as that person is not as popular, they hop to the next person that's popular because they're always looking to feed that that notion that, you know, I want to always feel uh, as if something is going to be new all the time, even though we're going to get old, it's going to get old and get used to it. And so it's, oh, that the, the course was just so amazing. Um, but that's definitely one of the things that I took from it that, you know, he not, he not adaptations is a, is a thing, right? And that you should be living for experiences and not the collection of things.
0: I love how you applied that to chair hoppers. As you were speaking, I was also like, this applies to people and products. You know, people are always just like, oh, this product looks shiny. Oh, let me try this next thing. And it's just like, we have found something that works for you. Do you see the experience that you're getting? Why is this experience not worthwhile to you? Why do you give more value and worth to this shiny new product or something that's over here? And it's like, learning that that's a thing does really help. hmm really does just connect a lot of dots for me (laughs) yeah so you know Uh, how to deal with those
1: people when you see them you know you already know okay based off of the things that they're saying in their consults right you already know whether this is going to be a person that's going to stick around for a long time or a part of time you already know it takes a lot of the guesswork out of what we do
0: i'm glad that you brought up consultations because for you, I definitely, I'm intrigued. I know you shared on Instagram uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, but you spoke about how you, Well, can you just share, share your consultation experience with us? Tell us more.
1: <laughs> so I have um, taken my love of psychology and put it into um, my understanding that my love of psychology comes from Human interaction and human behavior, right? And so I feel that a lot of people are are a little bit apprehensive to open up as it pertains to any type of relationship, whether it's client stylist, girlfriend boyfriend, husband wife, sister and brother, whatever the case may be. And um, I found myself dangerously, and I say dangerously, very (laughs) very intentionally dangerously in love with this. this business called the skin deep and they have this game called the and they have so many different um types or different decks right and so the strangers deck is the deck that I use in my clientele um, my new client consultations as the icebreaker and so I allow the client to take two cards and ask me the question because we're about to dive into you but I would like to open myself up for you to be able to see that I can be just as vulnerable as you had to be on this on this packet of paper um, for you before we even get into the things that we're gonna you know tap into as far as they're concerned with their hair, their well-being, their mental wellness, environments, and things of that nature. So it has it has literally allowed people like I literally can see them do this. <sighs> And that makes me so happy because I know that I have a strict structure. Like my structure of business, I play zero games, right? But I need for you to get in front of me and know that you can relax. And my way of doing that is by allowing myself to be vulnerable first in person because it's different when it's online versus in person. Um, I allow myself to be vulnerable first and I allow them to ask me the questions and they are floored every time. And they always like every single person has said this. I have never experienced this before. What's the name of that came? i go get it. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. I love what it has been been able to do for my business Um, since then. I can honestly say that 100 percent of the people who have come to do new client consults, have rebooked. Before it was about 70, 60%. Now it's literally been 100%. And I'm super excited about that.
0: I feel like we have to acknowledge that you are also phenomenal. And so they're crazy not to rebook, like just for that fact alone, but also because you have humanized this experience of self-love, self-care, being serviced, um, and you made it a, a, a connection with them versus just like I'm just want to touch you, do your hair, and then you go out the door. You know what I mean? It's more of like a would you say like a partnership? Or it's, it's a it's a well-rounded experience. Yeah, a mutualistic
1: Honestly. partnership, right? Because there are a lot of different partnerships, and if there's only one person receiving the benefit then both of us can't be what we need to be. If I'm only taking from you your money and only giving you my physical hands touching you and I'm not giving you an emotional connection or I'm not giving you the understanding of where I come from or even allowing you in, right? Because I'm super reserved. If I'm not allowing you in, then that's a barrier. And people feel barriers. You know, people feel boundaries and barriers and I don't want you to feel a boundary, a barrier. There are things that I, I won't open up about. But as far as you knowing who I am, my business is based on integrity, honesty and results. And so if I'm being, uh, you know, if I'm having integrity within our relationship, I want you to be able to let your guard down. I want you to be able to know that I'm going to be honest with you and I want you to be honest with me, too. And I want you to know from that we're definitely gonna get results.
0: I love that. I love that so if you could if you could speak to a aspiring salon professional, a current cosmetology student, or just somebody who's self taught and is just looking for guidance, if you could share with them one habit that you personally have that has made you better behind the chair, what would it be?
1: Try your best to understand understanding. Um, And I say that because you're going to meet people from all walks of life, right? You're going to meet people who may not see things your way. Let's talk about it. Like, let's be real honest about it. What I do, my philosophy, even your philosophy, is not the same as most people right? As most locticians, it's just not the same. So here I am telling you to do the complete opposite of what everybody else is telling you to do. And I have to be confident in that. But I have to understand that understanding that somebody just might not get it is okay. So if I understand how to understand, I'll be all right. (laughs) It's not going to be, it's not going to make me feel so offended and worked up, you know, Um, because ultimately, Everything is about understanding, you know, and the things you don't understand, do a little bit more research, ask more questions. Don't be afraid to, you know, ask for help. Don't be afraid to tell people that, you know, not everybody, but find those mentally responsible people that you can share certain things with. And by doing that, you're observing, right? And find your, find your, your safety net. People who are not going to judge you for not understanding, but teach you how to understand. Um, So definitely understand how to understand. And of course, small steps, get over big mountains too, for sure. And it comes with you and the alphabet in real life. Because if you, you, in the beginning, you want to put all of your clients before you, right? But you get so overworked and underpaid. It's just like, don't kill yourself. Please don't kill yourself. Make a plan and make it plan.
0: Words of wisdom from a phenomenal woman. I told y'all, didn't I tell y'all? She is so Nicole. You are so phenomenal. Okay. Um, I, we can go on forever, seriously. But I want to just. Um, uh, I feel like this is a a great place to bring closure to this conversation. and I want to give you the opportunity to um, share any anything you would want to say to um, your maybe yourself when you were first starting, any words of wisdom that you would like to share um, before we go.
1: I would say definitely to myself, I'm proud of you. Um, then and now. Um, there's a book that I absolutely love, and it's um, basically it's called "Use Your Art." I want to say "Use Your Art," "Use Your Words," um, and it's a it's a journal like book that has literally allowed me to like just open up and be honest with myself. And it's by Siobhan Mitchell, and it's something that I didn't know at the time was necessary for me and so use your art use your words I keep saying the same thing but I, I'm almost sure I think I'm positive I think I'm positive I'm going back and fact check but heal your art use your words boom that's what it is so scratch the first part and <laughs> heal your art use your words um, by Siobhan Mitchell um, like I said it's a journal-like book Um, that gives like personal experiences and it's so relative right and so it allowed me to be able to relate to things maybe that had caused past trauma um, that maybe contributes to things that I do now and it just made me proud to be able to release those things and acknowledge those things um as it pertains to how I show up in the world. Like I'm very serious about how I show up in the world. And whenever I meet someone, I pat myself on the shoulder because I know how far I've come to be able to be in the space to meet someone. So even when it came to meeting you, to meeting her, to meeting the people um, in my love circle, right? I would definitely say I'm proud of you, like for sure.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I will definitely link the book in the show notes as well as your information. But for those of us that may not take the extra step to read something, could you share where people can find you online?
1: Definitely. I am at ADI by Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E-J, just the letter J on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also find
0: me at 80 dot com. Thank you so much for listening. I truly hope that you enjoyed that episode with Nicole J of a distinct image. All of the references and resources are linked below in the show notes. And I would like to invite you to leave a review or submit a rating about the podcast. Every time that you do that, take a little bit of time and just send us some feedback. It helps other salon professionals like yourself discover the show. And so I truly appreciate your support around that. If you need some visual support for how to do just that, you can head over to salonfrequency.com. Check out the video tutorial I created there. And while you're there, make sure you join The Vibe, our email newsletter that keeps the conversation going.